Episode number eight, Inflation 101, why things cost more and who's to blame. Welcome to Three Minutes with Matt Lambeau, wisdom for the next generation from a heightened human consciousness perspective. In our first three minutes today, we'll introduce the next generation to Milton Friedman. Who's Milton Friedman? Arguably the world's most influential economist of all time. This is from Columbia.edu. As an advisor to President Ronald Reagan, as well as British Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher back in the 80s, Friedman advocated for minimal government intervention, believing that free market capitalism was the best and only way to maximize human liberty. First, we'll play a three-minute audio clip featuring Milton Friedman. Then, if you stay with us after the clip, we'll dissect it from a heightened human consciousness perspective. This clip was sent to me by a friend of mine, Dave, who is indeed a gentleman and a scholar. Here's the audio. Yes, sir. In a recent interview of U.S. News and World Report, uh, Secretary of the Treasury Blumenthal uh, blamed our current rising inflation uh, in a large part on our foreign trade and unions. He did, however, say that the government was little to blame. Would you like to comment on that? Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, it is one of the defects of our political system that we always put a Secretary of the Treasury and other high government officials into a position in which when they make public statements, they are almost driven. Well, what's the word I want to use? I want to use a polite word, equivocate. Secretary Blumenthal knows as well as you and I do that inflation does not come from trade unions. That doesn't mean that trade unions aren't grasping. Of course they are. But they don't produce inflation for one simple reason. They do not own a printing press on which you can turn out green pieces of paper. The only such printing presses in Washington I say printing press, of course, in the modern age, we do it in a more sophisticated way. We use bookkeepers and accountants and computers. But it comes down to the same thing. Inflation is made in Washington because only Washington can create money. And any other attribution of, to other groups of inflation is wrong. Consumers don't produce it. Producers don't produce it. Trade unions don't produce it. Foreign sheiks don't produce it. Oil imports don't produce it. What produces it is too much government spending and too much government creation of money and nothing else. Yes, sir. Before you clap, let me point out that the reason why we have too much printed spending and too much printing of money is because you people want it. You and I, we're citizens, we run this country. If Congress has been voting higher and higher spending, why? Because it has been politically profitable for them to do it. If they have been voting higher spending and not voting the higher taxes to pay for it, why? Because it's been politically profitable to do it. We would all like to get something for nothing. And so the political process has been leading to Congress increasing spending not increasing taxes and financing the difference by the hidden tax of inflation. I think we are unwise. But let's not blame the others. The problem, you know, in that famous statement of the cartoonist, we have met the enemy and they is us.
Now let's play that clip again, pausing it from time to time for a little deeper understanding. Yes, sir. In a recent interview of U.S. News and World Report, uh, Secretary of the Treasury Blumenthal uh, blamed our current rising inflation uh, in a large part on our foreign trade and unions. He did, however, say that the government was little to blame. Would you like to comment on that? Yes. Why does he answer yes in such a sarcastic way? Because he believes that what he's about to say is common sense, not because he believes it to be true, but because it's painfully obvious to anyone willing to think for themselves. Here's his answer. Unfortunately, it is one of the defects of our political system that we always put a Secretary of the Treasury and other high government officials into a position in which when they make public statements, they are almost driven. Well, what's the word I want to use? I want to use a polite word, equivocate. Secretary Blumenthal knows as well as you and I do that inflation does not come from trade unions. That doesn't mean the trade unions aren't grasping. Of course they are. Now, by trade unions, he means certain groups of people that have united together, like the workers in a company, to demand that the workers or those that do the labor receive more of the wealth and prosperity of that company. Today, they're more accurately called labor unions. In this case, he's refuting a presumption that trade unions or workers getting more money leads to inflation or a higher cost of living. With that understanding, let's listen to the rest. But they don't produce inflation for one simple reason. They do not own a printing press on which you can turn out green pieces of paper. The only such printing press is in Washington. I say printing press, of course, in the modern age, we do it in a more sophisticated way. We use bookkeepers and accountants and computers. But it comes down to the same thing. Inflation is made in Washington because only Washington can create money. And any other attribution of, to other groups of inflation is wrong. Consumers don't produce it. Producers don't produce it. The trade unions don't produce it. Foreign sheiks don't produce it. At this point, I want to pause and note his use of the term foreign sheiks. This is a reference to the purchase of oil from the Middle East. Even though the entire planet itself is a big ball of energy, the oil we find just below the surface on this planet is a commodity the entire world needs today, 2023. Oil trade policies have a massive impact on our world, so what Milton Friedman is suggesting is that it does not cause inflation. But what does it affect? The price of oil. And that means gas and plastic. And both are big needs around our world today. Note that in 2020, just three short years ago, we removed the American oil independence ideology from power, which represented the American people, and replaced it with the purchase from the sheiks ideology, which represents the Washington establishment, Democrats and Republicans. So in three short years, America went from the world's leading exporter of oil to its greatest importer. Of course, we all just witnessed that prices doubled, if not tripled, as we set a new course to purchase our oil from the sheets. 
Now back to Milton. What he's suggesting is that increase in oil prices is not inflation. It's stupid, but it's not to be confused with the cause of inflation. Here's the rest of what he had to say. Oil imports don't produce it. What produces it is too much government spending and too much government creation of money and nothing else. Yes, sir. Before you clap, let me point out that the reason why we have too much printed spending and too much printing of money is because you people want it. You and I, we're citizens, we run this country. Let's pause here one more time and consider his last comment. He said, the reason why we have too much printed spending and printing of money is because you people want it. Here, he's technically correct. The American people are supposedly in control of their own government. Realistically, he couldn't be more wrong. The American people have no say in their government because the Washington establishment, our beloved Democrats and Republicans, have so mismanaged this country while enriching themselves that elections no longer matter. The inherent corruption within both parties prohibits any new ideas like that of, hey, let's quit printing money from actually becoming policy. Furthermore, the debt they've accumulated for the next generation is of biblical proportion. So Milton is arguably wrong on this one. Inflation is not the fault of the American people or some dereliction of duty by the voters. Today's inflation, which is all but bankrupting the poor, is caused by the simple gross misuse of power entrusted to those incumbents who wield it. How can the voters be to blame when those we elect inadvertently become part of the problem? We can't. Let's continue. If Congress has been voting higher and higher spending, why? Because it has been politically profitable for them to do it. If they have been voting higher spending and not voting the higher taxes to pay for it, why? Because it's been politically profitable to do it. We would all like to get something for nothing. And so the political process has been leading to Congress increasing spending, not increasing taxes, and financing the difference by the hidden tax of inflation. I think we are unwise. But let's not blame the others. The problem, you know, in that famous statement of the cartoonist, we have met the enemy and they is us. <laughs> Final thoughts. He says, we have met the enemy and they is us. Again, there might have been a time where this was true, but today it's demonstrably wrong. The enemy is the selfish corruption within our incumbent political system, not the American voters, and certainly not the next generation. The enemy is the thieves deep inside the annals of our hijacked American political system. And outside of another American revolution, this one to free ourselves from our own government, there's not a damn thing the American voter can do about it. Well, that's it for this episode. If you haven't done so, please listen to our previous episodes and share season one of this podcast with someone you love. I promise they'll thank you. Thanks for listening.